One more time. December 5th, 2023. We're in Masechet Bava Kama and Daf Zayin Amud Aleph. Eight lines from the bottom of the Amud. Three words before the end of the line. This morning's class is dedicated by Ralph Chatta in honor of his wife, Sari. If you recall the context of our Gemara, as the Gemara had raised a stira, a contradiction. Contradiction was this pasuk that we've been dealing with throughout, and that is metav sadeu metav karmo yeshalem. The understanding we saw in our Mishnah, we discussed in the Gemara at length, that when a person's property damages another's, the way they pay back is with the highest quality land. And the highest quality land is equivalent in that respect to paying with actual money as well. However, on the other hand, we had a beraita, which was cited over here, which is doresh from the word yeshiv, which was an extra word in the context of bor, that that teaches that not only do you need to pay back with metav, or with money, you can even pay back with shavekesef, with the equivalent of money. And the example given in the beraita is afilu subin, even if you pay with bran, that's very low quality goods. Well, that's a blatant contradiction. On the one hand, you told me you need to pay back in a circumstance of damage where protecting the Torah is, the person who got damaged, with the highest quality land or money. On the other hand, you tell me pay back as long as you make it up, irrespective of the details, just make certain that you get it done. The Gemara attempted to distinguish between if you do it uh, on your own volition, mida'ato, as opposed to ba'al kurho, someone forces you into it, they force you into betin. But the Gemara, ultimately speaking, said that the words in the pasuk won't match up to that. And in turn, we're up to the next approach. The Gemara now says, Ela amar abaye kedemor. Rather, Abaye suggested based on Mor, his rabbi, Rabbah. Now, we introduce this, we'll briefly do so again uh, now, and that is that the Gemara will take us on what seems like a tangent in order to bring us back in. It brings us to a Beraita and a Mishnah from Masechet Pe'ah, where we talk about the laws of Sedakah, where we talk about the laws of Aniyim. Uh, the Torah has responsibilities on me and you in order to make certain that Poor people are sustained. Poor people have ma'asir ani on year three and six of the Shemitah cycle. We need to give them a ma'asir, a tenth of our produce. There's leket, shikha, and pe'ah. There's different realities out in the field that need to be given to a poor person as well, as we discussed briefly yesterday. The question is, how do we define a poor person? What's the definition um, in an objective way, according to the hachamim, of a person who's hit poverty? And not going to be a simple answer, simple question to answer, but the hachamim came up with an answer, and that is, it's that you own the value of 200 zoos. If you have 200 zoos, uh, in such a circumstance, you're above poverty line. If you have less than 200 zoos, you're below poverty line, and as a result, you can accept any of these things. Right? That's a definition that we need to be working with. Now, if you have less than 200 zoos, and I knock at your door and I say, I know you have 199 uh, and 99 cents zoos, and you say, that's right, so if you just give me one more cent, I'm over the poverty line, I won't be able to accept more, that's not the way it works. I can give you $100,000 from my ma'asir ami on the spot, you're now no longer poor, but in the moment that you received it, you were poor and you're able to receive it and to accept it in such a fashion. So again, provided that you actually have less than 200 zoos, 
uh, in those circumstances, you can receive, in a one-time uh, receivable situation, you can receive very much. That's what the Mishnah Masech Peah teaches us. Now, lastly, the question will be, as we're determining, as we look into your finances, we look into the accounting tzedakah uh, firm, and we want to determine, well, what is it that you have and what is that you don't have, because we need to add it all up in order to decide whether you can, re- you can actually receive any of these things or not. We need to take into account many things. We need to take into account your property in terms of land. We need to take into account uh, just uh, actual money, fluid money as well. How do we determine land? That's the key thing over here. How do we determine the value of your land? In theory, my land costed this. I evaluate it now based on the general market value. In other words, what is it that goes into the determination of what your land is valued at? And that's what we're dealing with over here in this context. And again, this is all what seems like a tangent to bring us to a fundamental point. We're specifically talking about land over here. Right? So says the Gemara. The land would be involved, included. Now, that's to, that, that's, we, we are distinguishing between land and, even though it's going to mention the word home over here, Tosafot points out, Mishahayudlo Batim, the halacha is we won't make you, so to speak, sell your house in order to, uh, well, in order to sustain yourself. But if you have another house, if you have another field or anything of that sort, that's what we're referring to. Even though it says Mishayudo Batim, we'll read that in a moment. Tosafot says it means extra houses. Anyway, it says the Beraita over here, Batim, Sadot Ukeramim. If a person has homes, again, in addition to their primary home, we'll never ask you to sell your primary home. That won't go into the evaluation, as Tosafot points out, on, uh, based on the Mishnah in Masechi Pe'am. Sadot, fields, Keramim. Uh, vineyards. Ah, very interesting. You claim to the accounting uh, tzedakah firm, I'm not able to uh, sell them. So you're telling me that I can't receive tzedakah because I have something which should be sustaining me. But I'm not able to sell it. But it is valued at, we had an independent evaluation service told me that it's worth 200 zoos. I'm stuck in a bind over here. On the one hand, I have 200 zoos. On the other hand, I don't really have anything. Now, I will be, as Rashi, as the Gemara will be clear later on, uh, tell us, I will be, under all circumstances, we assume, be able to sell it for half the value. In other words, you have 200 zoos, don't tell me that's nothing. You have 200 zoos, which is a really, it will become, if you go out and put it on the market, 100 zoos. But the question is, why, uh, okay, well, let's, let's see the question in a moment. What's the halakha, says the Beraita? The halakha, says the Beraita, is that we feed him, in other words, we give him, until half, which means we, value, we evaluate his land that he could sell them up to 100 zoos. We say, go do that, and we'll give you only 100 zoos more. We're not going to give you more than that. And if someone comes with the example I gave you earlier of $100,000, they got a great year, and that's their ma'asir, you can't accept that. Because we say, you actually have 200 zoos. You just can't sell it for one reason or another. Ma'asir ani? No. Ma'asir ani is tzedakah. doesn't need to be paid back. Okay, but the question is over here, what's the reality? What are the specifics, the particulars, with regards to why he can't sell this land? And that conversation is going to lead us into Rabba's statement, which in turn will bring us back to Nizikin, our Masechet. Go ahead. Um, 
he's paying back the thing because he damaged someone else's mm -mm. property? We haven't touched Nizikin yet. Nothing to do with that. We're in a tzedakah conversation. I, as a matter of fact, was even thinking about starting the class today without talking about Nizikin. So what is, what is he paying, what is he telling him to do? He's he, I, I'm, I'm knocking on the tzedakah door, uh, the, the soup kitchen, and I'm saying, I need you to sustain me. They say, well, let's look into your accounts, let's see what you got. Oh, we see you have 200 zoos land. Go and sell that, pick up 100 zoos, and we'll, uh, we'll fund the rest 100 zoos. That's it. That's what's happening so over here. Sell business. And, and not only can he, he needs to if he wants to accept tzedakah. And the Gemara says, and Rabbah was analyzing this. He was uh, spending time on this. What's the specifics of the case over here? If Huzal, Zol means cheap. Arata means land. If the land of um, of everyone went down, became cheaper. In other words, real estate went down. Vididem means and his, Nameh as well. Zal um, Behediyahu went down with them. If that's the case, if we're talking about, if what you're describing to me, says Rabbah in this Beraita, is that real estate has gone down in value. Well, that being the case, Afilu Tuva Nameh Lisvele. Afilu, even, Tuva, more, Nameh as well, Lisvele, we should give him. In other words, the statement of Rabbi is, you're not going to say this person owns land which is, quote unquote, worth 200 zoos if it's not worth 200 zoos. If the real estate market has gone down, so maybe last week, maybe last year, maybe when he bought it, it was worth 200 zoos. It's not worth 200 zoos any longer. Because we're trying to figure out, what's that? He's poor now. That's right. Afilu tuvana melisvele means we can and should give him even more. You can show up at his house and give him all your maaserani. And the way I explained it to you earlier, as long as he has got only 199.99 zoos, he can accept plenty on a one-time thing. He's poor in such a circumstance. Don't say that it's a funny though. That if that's the case, he is poor, objectively speaking. I think you're right. I mean, in my, my field, the person's field is worth 200 zoos. He can't sell it. And then six months later, he's able to get 100 zoos for it. It's no longer an ani. No, again, he's got a field which is somehow evaluated at 200 zoos. Okay. However, he claims he can't sell it. We okay. accept that. Under such circumstances, we say we can fill out the extra 100 zoos because we assume that he could sell it at least for 100 zoos. Now, which, so he's not really an ani, but he's partially an ani. That's what we're describing. He's not getting maaser ani. We're not going to give him maaser ani. We're going to give him a hundred zoos and chalas because we say to him, you have two hundred zoos property. You're not an ani. What's that? From uh, from the soup kitchen, from the uh, from the tampoi. What's that? From Siddhaqah. We're going to give him Siddhaqah, but we're not going... When I say Ma'asir Ani, I say we're not going to go above. Ma'asir Ani, generally speaking, whatever he shows up and gives you, you can accept. Over here, we'll give you up to 100 zoos. So if I have Ma'asir Ani, and you're in that predicament, I'll give you 100 zoos, and then I'll give it the rest to someone else. You can't accept more than that. So what's the next statement about... Oh, hang tight. So now says the Gemara, Deha... You can give as much as you want if the guy really...
really has 199.99. Over here, he somehow has a 200 zoos land. Now, if you tell me his land is not worth 200 zoos, in other words, the real estate market went down, so he is really poor, and he could accept the full amount. That's what we're saying. Because the dekule uh, alma means the whole world, the real estate of the whole world, zol went down as well. Ela, rather, and this one we're going to knock out as well. Again, what we're trying to define now is, what's the circumstance? What's the situation under which you're going to say, this guy receives 100 and not more? Uh, well, that example you gave me, he is, in the words of Mars, he's poor. You can't tell me he only gets 100 zoos. He gets whatever a poor person can get, which could be a lot more. Ela, maybe the case is, de okir arata de kule alma. Okir means, um, is valuable. Milashon yakar. Arata, uh, of course, means land. The kule alma of the whole world. In other words, the real estate market is thriving. Vidide, indeed, vidide, and his ayede since the ayil venafik azuze. Ayil means to go out. Excuse me, means to go in. Nafik means to go out. Ayil venafik is a way of saying the way I translate as he's sweating for azuze for money. Everybody sees he is grasping at air. He's trying to put it together. He's coming up with funny deals. He's calling up everyone, trying his hardest. Clearly, this guy is desperate. Clearly, this guy's in a difficult situation. You're telling me this guy now, he's going to sell his land for full value? Everybody, the word is out on this guy that, he's, uh, that he's, any, any dollar matters to him. He's not going to get at all the full value. In such a circumstance, as rather says the Gemara, maybe the circumstance is, um, again, but his, in, in contrast, is, his field or his land went down in value. If that's the case, says the Gemara, we wouldn't, in that circumstance, purta means a little, we wouldn't even give him a little bit. What do you mean you wouldn't even give him a little bit? Hazit, he's desperate. That's right, but we understand this as Tosafot, the bottom over here, Ida Ayakar. Uh, we say to him, that was Peshia, you were negligent. You did this to yourself. You should have had a better business acumen. I hear you, but what I'm saying is we look at him and we say to him, you should have played your business smarter. The fact that you revealed to everyone that you were desperate, that's why your land went down. And since that's the reason, in other words, you did it to yourself. In the words of Tosafot, you were poshea, you were negligent, we're not going to help you now. I mean, we'll help you to the extent that you need it, but we're not really going to push you up to 200. In the words of Tosafot, He caused this to himself. He was negligent. Yes, hazit, but so it goes. And says the Gemara, we wouldn't give him even a small amount. Now we're getting to the critical line. We're getting to the point that's most relevant to us, ultimately speaking. Rabbah's definition of, well, what was the case? How could you define a situation where we look at this person's land, we say, well, it's technically worth 200, but some circumstance, some situation determines it as being different and we'll fill it out with 100. What's the situation? The case must be Circumstances as follows. In the months of Nisan, 
months surrounding Nisan. It says literally the days of Nisan, but it doesn't mean Nisan, it means Nisan, Iyar, etc. It means during the summer season, the early spring <coughs> through the summer season, the value of land is higher. Why would the value of land be higher, says Rashi? People can, in that moment, start plowing the field, seeding it, you're going to have produce that following winter. That following winter, you're going to have the, the beginning of the winter, the fall, you're going to have the rain season, you're going to harvest. I want to buy this land because I'm going to have immediate produce, it's going to be more expensive. Alternatively, the flip side, if it's biometishre, that's the first rain season, that's the beginning of the winter, that's Rosh Hashanah time, that's not the time to buy a field, but if you're buying a field then, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Tosafot points out as well, but wait a second, we weren't only talking about fields, we were talking about homes, weren't we? We were talking about homes as well, says Tosafot. There's appropriate times for, and I feel like you'll all tell me whether this is still true or not, there's renting times and there's non-rental times. There's times when the renting mar rental market during the year is higher and times when it's lower, and as a result, that's the reality. Okay, so that's the reality. We're getting a little bit more complicated. We're explaining. Fields and houses will have top season, peak season, and lower, uh, lower season. And as a result, you have a choice. Generally speaking, if I'm financially stable, I'll hold on to my land for until Nissan and sell it during Nissan, and I'll get more bang for my buck. I'll be able to sell my land for a higher value than if I sold it in Tishrei. This guy doesn't have that luxury. Continues the Gemara, it says, uh, again, uh, means the land is at a higher value. Again, that word, zol, cheap, the land. Therefore, everyone else, aside from this poor person, they'll Natre means to be shomer. They'll hold on to their field until Nisan, and they'll sell in Nisan. Hi. What's that? No, no, no. Hang, hang on one second. Hang on one second. The high, but this guy, since this poor person needs the money, he'll have to sell now in Tishrei. So again, he has a land which if he were to hold on to it until Nisan, he'll sell it for 200 zoos. Technically speaking, we'll put in quotation marks again, he's not a poor person. However, he doesn't have the luxury of holding on to it until Nisan. That's not his negligence, that's the reality. He needs to sell in Tishrei. He sells in Tishrei, he's going to get half the value at most, is our assumption. The value is that time, so he needs the money in Tishrei. The understanding is, though, since it's just six months, hold on to it for that, we're not going to actually undervalue, we're not actually going to value the land at 100 zoos. We're going to say the land has potential to be 200 zoos. So he can collect 100, he can get the difference. That's it. But why the difference? Because that's when you have a real 199. Over here, you have a real 200. You have a real 200 land. Yeah, it's a real 200. If you were, if you, if you were, you know, in other words, we can't actually say about you, we can't actually say about you that you don't have it. I mean, it's not so strict. We're ultimately speaking going to finance him. No, no, that's what Tosafot pointed out very clear. The house is not included. Says the Gemara, the high, and this one, since he needs the money, 
Zavin kidehashta, he sells it now. Ad palga, until half the value, meaning a hundred zoos. Orche, orche means it's the way, it's the derech, lemezal, to go down, to be cheapened. In other words, it, it won't go lower, our approximation in the month of Tishrei, than half the price. You're not going to sell for half the value. Tefeh, lav orche lemezal. More than half the price, it's not going to go down. And therefore, we fill out the difference. We say, sell your land, get 100 zoos for it, and we'll give you 100 zoos. That's the end of that conversation by Tzedakah. Yes. And if he can't sell it for a hundred, you're for a hundred. If he says, if he says, I'd rather not sell, I'd like to hold on to it and I'll I'll slum it out. I'll take a hundred, he can do so. Yes. Because apparently having less than 200 zoos is not a way to live a life. In other words, he needs money to put bread on the table. You could do that, or we'll say to you, you want to slum it out, you want to have bran bread, take 100 zoos. And keep your land. It is, it is going to come from Ma'aserani. It's going to come from... Says the Gemara... Says the Gemara, Vehacha name, and now in turn we say, Vehacha here name as well, meaning transfer that reality we just read from Rabbah. Rabbah introduced us to it, maybe not new, but a novel way of understanding the value of land. Rabbah said, look at land and understand it as a scale higher points, lower points, taking into account the higher and lower points. That was Rabbah's statement. Says Abaye, now I'm going to bring it back to our issue. Right? Before, there's no, the season's over. Right. 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 I don't know. It wasn't my understanding. My understanding was you're buying the field with, with the potential. You're going to the crop. You're not buying it for the crop. I don't think so. I think you start seeding it. I, the way Rashi certainly writes it is you start plowing and seeding them. You're not buying it with the stuff. Right. Well said. Says Charles, the summer house deal is worth a lot more than your year-round house. Uh, it, yeah, it's good. It's good. We don't tell the guy, oh, we feel bad. You're worth X now. You're worth X squared in June. We don't tell that. We don't say that to people. Usually we assess the guy's value in November. In November. And we don't say, no, June, you're going to be worth 100 dollars Now it's 50, but we're going to say you're worth 100 we're saying to him, we're saying to him, we're saying to him, sell your deal house now and get, get the lower we'll amount than you would if you were during the summer and we'll make up the difference. So well, right. Says the Gemara, and so too over here, Gabe Nizikin. 
when it comes to nizikin, back to our issue damages. So that was. They use this system today for schooling tuition. They don't count. You're just saying they don't count your house, but they value whether you can pay tuition or not by how much you have. Full picture. Makes sense. Makes sense. Is it? Is it the same? I mean, whatever. The point is, you you scale it. Yeah. Basically, it's to avoid from the guy. We're not. Two things. Number one, we're not asking to sell the house. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Oh, that's equivalent. Number two. We're not forcing to sell the field either. We're just saying you can sell the field and we'll supplement, or we'll just supplement. But we're not going to give you the two hundred zoos. We'll give you a hundred zoos. You don't want to sell your field? Don't sell your field. We'll just give you a hundred zoos. That's, that's what we're willing to do. Okay, says the Gemara, and so too uh, by Nizikin, by our issue. The halacha is that if a person damages the property of another, they pay idit. Again, the word idit is the Aramaic word for mitav, meaning highest value land. Okay, so far so good. That's a pasuk in the Torah. Metav sadeo, metav karmo yeshalim. Vi'i amar le. However, if he says to him, meaning the person who got damaged, the nizak says to the mazik, says, listen, I know I deserve to get the highest value. Rashi gives the following example. However, your medium land is closer to my land. This was a point several people brought up in the past, and they said, you know, who said that I'm getting the land that I want? It might be very far away. You might be giving me higher quality land. So the answer that uh, Jared gave was, maybe, you know, you're gonna quickly sell it. Uh, understood. I don't wanna quickly sell it. I wanna work this land. I wanna hold on to the land. The land that you damaged and the land you're gonna make it up with are not close one to the other. So I'd like to get lower value land that's closer to my land. I'll take Benonit. Now, if I'm taking Benonit, my assumption is I'm going to get more quantity. Same amount in terms of value, but in terms of the amount of land, I'll get more land. Indeed, is going to be smaller portion, and Benonit is going to be a larger portion. However, if the person who got damaged says, Havli Benonit, pay me Benonit, Tefe Purta, a little bit more. I'll get a little bit more Benonit. That's what I'm asking for after all. I have my reasons why. The Benonit is closer to my land. Whatever the circumstance is, I ask for Benonit and I'm asking for a little bit more. Uh, the, the damager can respond, Amarle ishakalta kedinach shekol kedahashta ve'ilo shakil kiyukra dilkame. The response can and will be from the damager, ishakalta, if you take kedinach, According to your halakha, I mean, according to the law. What's the law? Metav, idit, shekol kedahashta. You can take based on the current value. In other words, we're imagining this took place in Tishrei. In Tishrei, the values of land are down. I damaged your property $10,000. You come and you say, all right, pay up. So I, I say to you, okay, no problem. Here's the highest quality land, $10,000, and it's X amount of space. I say to you, but I'd like a little bit more space, a little lower quality land. He says, listen, if you want right now, based on the value in the market right now in Tishrei, where the value's down, so you're gonna get more for the amount that, you're, that, that was damaged, you can take Idit, you can take Metav. You wanna play it your way, and you're asking for Benonit, you're asking for lower quality land, 
I'll give it to you. However, you'll have to go based on the evaluation, based on the value later on in Nisan, and you're going to get less. Ultimately speaking, of course, the person's going to say, no, thank you, I'll just take the metav right now. That's right. So the suggestion in turn of Abaye is, that's how you resolve these two pesukim. On the one hand, we're suggesting, and this is not going to stand up very long, but it's important to understand it at least in the moment, and then see the development in the Gemara. On the one hand, the pasuk says, metav sadeo metav karmo yishalem. The halacha is you pay back with highest quality land. That's going to be irrespective of the market value in the moment or later on. That's the halakha. On the other hand, I have that other pasuk, yashiv, which teaches that I could pay back with anything. That's if the person who got damaged chooses, I'd like to opt out of highest quality land, take something else, but know that by so doing, you lose out as well. You won't get the value in that moment. You'll get the later value or whatever, the lower. It's not. There was a suggestion that's the other pasuk, yashish. We had a stiram psukim. So we're suggesting, suggesting that these psukim can work in concert, can work together one with the other. Metav is the letter of the law. Subin, uh, yashiv, is telling me if you, as the damaged, or damaged person, opt out, you can take something else, but you're not going to get the same, you know, the same value. So the Gemara says, I, I can't really accept such a claim. I'll tell you why, and it's something I think that Nathan was kind of uh, driving to. Matkifla Rav Ahabar Yaakov. Rav Ahabar Yaakov says, listen, very clever, beautiful interpretation, how to resolve these pisukim, but you went against quote, the spirit of the law now. You've now, effectively, through that statement, through that interpretation, you've you've made bad, you've diminished the strength of you know, a situation of damage by Benonit and Ziborit. In other words, the Torah says, if you damage the property of another person, my words, you have to treat that person like a king. The Torah doesn't really say that. The Torah does say, you need to give them highest value land. We interpret that as, you treat them properly. So you're telling me though, listen, there's technical details. You didn't read the fine print. If I pay you with what the Torah said, then you get it as it is now. If not, I'll give you the lower value on the ziborit, the lowest quality, or the benonit, the medium quality. Doesn't make sense. It goes against the whole concept of the Torah, that when you damage the property of another, you need to treat them on the highest value level. You've then taken away the strength in Nizikin, Etzel Benonit, by the medium um, value land, Viziborit, and the lower value land, The Torah says you pay even from highest quality. And you're telling me, you can't even pay based on Ziborit, lower value, Benonit. Medium value in their value right now? Doesn't make sense. Can't accept it. Um, it's not. I mean, it's, the dollar, dollar amount will be the same. It, 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 you're, you're paying back based on your evaluation or the market's evaluation of what it's going to be later on. In this moment. It's, it's either $1,000 at, at the lower things or it's $1,000 at which, which was the suggestion earlier as to why this adds up. 
But now the suggestion is, yeah, technically speaking, the dollar amount's the same. same. But in terms of treating the person, he lost out. I understand. But if, if the Torah says... You treat me like a king, and you're telling me even metav. I say, not metav, give me benonito and ziborit. You say, sure. However, only based on the later value, which is lower. You are. We're not cheating. Uh, let me be clear. We're not cheating him. We're not cheating him, uh, if, if this is the case. However, we're not treating him at the highest, you know, uh, at the highest level. He wants, but... He should be able to want the value in the market right now with that quality land. No, 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 you're going to get the same land. No, you're going to get the same land. It's the same land. I want that same land. You're t- um, it's this land we're talking about. Later on, the value is going to be higher, so I get less of the land. Now I get more of the land, right? Same land. But again, that is, but that's the deflection. The deflection is that the seasonal fl- price fluctuation is not fair to him if we're telling him they come. What's that? For life, it's it. It's, it's a question of how much land he's going to receive. But but why is that fair to him? If the Torah is saying he gets highest quality land, it's telling you treat him best. If it's treat him best, go based on what it is right now, which is the lowest lowest price. All right. So fantastic. So the Gemara then the Gemara then just to just to preview what's coming. The Gemara then one second. What the Gemara then did was it deflected this answer. Now the Gemara has several more lines because what the Gemara says is. Not all is lost. That statement of Rabav looking at the different values based on the seasons and things like that, that's significant and we're going to test that out in other circumstances in paying for a kitubah, in paying back a debt, etc. And we're going to deal with it like that. Of course, we still have to deal with the contradiction. Once all the dust settles on the statement of Rabav, we're going to say, wait a second, we still didn't answer the contradiction and we'll return to that. Baruch Amen, Amen.